0: Yo, 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 welcome to the Supermall and Life podcast with your boy Like Mikes. This is my first time trying to do, do this thing, so yeah, go I'm easy on me. Um, but yeah, man, here I'm just going to talk about life, all the things that I like, so football, um, anime, life stuff, and then, yeah, I just want to see how things go. Shout out to all the people that are, that are unemployed on furlough. Um, all the single dads, all the single moms, everyone who's going through a tough time like right now, I am myself, I'm looking for work, so yeah, I'm, I'm in this boat. But yeah, shout out to um, everyone, and we'll get get through this. But yeah, today, I just want to talk about just life and see where it goes. So yeah, just for me, really, um, fo- football's back. Now, for all of you that don't know, I am a actual, um, um Arsenal fan, Which in itself is a terrible thing because, um, yeah, I'm used to suffering, I'm used to pain, I'm used to, you know, going through tough, tough times. But recently we played Man City, we lost 3 3 0. Um, When I looked at that game, I thought to myself, you know what, yeah, like, first of all, I knew we were going to lose. Do you know when your team is going to lose? But you just watch it anyway because you're a fan, right? So I knew my, my team were gonna lose. Then I saw the lineup. I was like, mm, okay. Um, Pierre-Emerick, um, Yang is on the wing. Uh, Gwendouzi and Sh- 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 Shaka in the middle. And then you've got Eddie um, Eng- um you know, playing like the forward. I was like, oh, it's not too bad. I wanted to see what Pablo Mamari would do. But then I was like, mm, okay. So yeah, as the game bit began, it was a case of okay, good first five, ten minutes. I think we had a couple of a um, chart of um chance of, of chances. But then you could just see that the city were trying to warm up. They were, warm, they were warming up, they were coming, they were, you know, Kevin De Bruyne for me is one of the top three midfield players in um not just in Europe but throughout the whole world. So yeah, you could just see that as the game was going on, the city were beginning to warm up. And then boom. And then the, and then, you know, Ja went went out, um injured. Then Mamari went off um um I'm injured. Then I was like to myself, okay, so things have gone from bad to worse, right? And then what does Mikhail uh, R Teta t- do? He brings on da- David Luiz. Now I've read a lot today and over the last few few days of everybody's given their own viewpoints, their own opinions and stuff like that. But David Luiz, it's not like David Luiz is a terrible player. I mean, he just, he's like, he has a few good, good games and he's got like four or five terrible games. And like what a lot of people said, you know, with him, there's always going to be like an error. There's always going to be a mistake. And... So, someone who's played for Chelsea, who's played for PSG, you know, he's played at the top level for a good long while. Like, you can't really be doing them, like, errors and and stuff. But, uh, and then his two errors led led to the two goals that uh, City scored. By then, I'd stopped, like, watching it because I just sat there and thought to myself, like, really and truly, like, what is the point? I mean, and then... And then for me, I can't even be mad at David Luizia because he's part of the problem at, at the club because um, Arsenal we we don't it's like off the field where we're bad and, and and on the field we're even worse. Chips cares, I mean, sorry, the um Kronke family, you know, there just doesn't seem to be any order there. There's no vision, there's no there's this hazardous like transfers there's a lot of players there that shouldn't even be, be there, players that are on, you know, like, s- salaries that are just too high, and then when I look, look look at the first 11, right, the only players who I would even keep, if 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 it was my choice, right, the only players that I would keep are Leno, Aubameyang, um, Lacazette, Pepe, I'm still like 50-50 on, uh, Ma- Ma- uh, Martinelli, Saka, Willock, and you know what I mean. And that's probably about it. Oh, yeah, and um, Lucas to um, to um, Torreira. T- T- These are the only people who, honestly, I would still keep. But apart from that, everyone else can just bounce because for me, a um, Arsenal they need a rebuild. They need a plan. They need something in place. But yeah. So that was that, um, the Villa game, um, who did Villa play again, Dave played um, <laughs> Villa versus she- Sheffield United, it was a bit of a dud game, um, not nothing really happened, um, there was obviously that, the goal that should have stood, this is my issue with it right. VAR is supposed to be there to help the referee right it's called video assistance referee or whatever it is it's called The ball was clearly over the line too much to a point where the the goalie was trying to push it to the post How they did not see that I genuinely just do not know But you know and do you know what this stems from? Let's say now it gets to the last game of of of, of the season and that two points is the, the difference between um, between Sheffield United quite qualifying for, you know, Euro- Europe or Villa, go- like, do you know what I mean? Like, I think things need, need to be done about this as well. Um, yesterday, I watched a couple of Spanish uh, football games. So I watched the Real Madrid and uh, Valencia game. Um, To be honest, it's a very good game. I mean, Real Real Madrid won like um, 3-0 in the end. Two goals from uh, Karim Benzema and one from Marcus Asensio. So, that Benzema's second goal was world-class, though. Easily the best goal of the season so far. The way when when the ball came, he flicked it overhead and then he finished it. I think with his left foot, it was amazing. But when I looked at the game overall, I saw that... The Valencia are that team that I call them that nearly team, the team that they've got very good players like Ferran Torres, Carlos Soler, Um, they got Rodrigo up front, Um, they've got a lot of very good players but you just feel to yourself like something's missing, I don't know what it is but something is missing. And they were giving it a good, a good go, but then you could see as Real Madrid just began to get into their stride, and you just began to see them just starting to pull away. Um, when I look at the Real Madrid team, you know, um, Rafael Varane was very, was good, uh, Casemiro was good, then uh, Benzema, obviously Hazard is beginning to start to get back back to his best. I mean, everyone wants to write off Edin and Hazard, but you've got to remember, this guy's been out, here yeah, for, like, practically the whole year. And he, he came, he w- wasn't fit, so there's, there's a lot of things that are there. But, I mean, you can obviously see that like, the talent is there. When him, ben, Benzema and whoever else plays, either be Vinicius or like, Rodrigo or Bell, when it does click, it, this thing will click. The only issue I've got is Valverde playing as a right mid- midfielder. For me, Valverde is the future of Real Madrid. So he needs to be playing in the middle of the park. It should be, for me, it should be Casemiro, Valverde, and, you know, Guards, Tony Kroos, Modric, like one of those three. Because for me, at this current stage, like right now, if you are Real Madrid, you cannot have pros Modric, and Casemiro there, that just does not work any, anymore. Um, but yeah, but yeah, all things well. Who do I think will win the Spanish league? <sighs> See, the problem is, bar, bar, like Barcelona, they're very, they're very, very strong. And with Messi, you've always got a chance. But the problem is, is you know, with what got eight games left, nine, nine games left. There's only two points between the both of them hmm. i don't know really i don't know because barcelona relies so much on messi like even luis suarez coming back and everything else but everything still goes through messi so for me it's a hard one it's a toss up really but I'll probably go with uh, Real Madrid, just because you know, I don't know, my personal preference. So then we go to the Italian league next, and um, Juve, <sighs> Juventus and that Napoli in the Coppa Italia final. Um, in, that, in Napoli, we're winning. For me, like you, you, Juventus are in a kind of a flux because you sit there and you think, okay, you bought with Ronaldo, you've got all these players that are there. Half of them should even be there, and then you've got a coach Sari who's still trying to figure out whether Ronaldo should, should be where should I play Ronaldo, Douglas Costa, all these type, types of players here. But the point, but but the problem is, I think. The board of Juventus need to take a big long look look at like themselves because, Sarri, if you want to take Juve to the next level, which is to win the um win the um Champions League, I don't think Sarri is your guy. I mean, and it's not just the fact that he hasn't won anything; it's that he's very like rigid. He's very stuck to his ways. And for me, when I've seen him coach, and I'm not just talking about like when he was at Na- Napoli. When he was at um Chelsea, um, like, um, like, um, Chelsea as well, Sarri is one of those like stubborn ma- managers who he has his system, he has his formation, he can't, I don't know, he hasn't seem to be able to adapt when when the game like requires. So if you need to make a, a change, I don't think Sarri's your your guy. And there are bigger issues there at like Juve, you know, like Buffon is like forty-two years old, like. You've got a back. I mean, you've got a midfield that, to me, apart from Ben Ben, uh, ben Ten apart from him, who are like, like, like Ramsey hasn't really done anything. Rabio hasn't done anything. Pjanic is good, but you know he's alright. Uh, Kadir is still there. Blaise Matuidi. Okay, cool. You 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 can keep him. There's no creativity there. Take P- Pianic out. There isn't really no creative force there. And then you get up to that, the uh, front three. Ronaldo, DiBala, Di- Di- D- Douglas Costa, Bernadeschi, um, Higuain. But the problem is that even with all these issues, Juve are still going to win Serie C- 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 A. They're still going to win the league. They're still going to do, do their thing. So... You know, in the long run, that doesn't mean anything. Probably not, but who knows. Germany now, um, Bayern Munich won, won the league. There was no shock there. Um, you know, Dortmund as as a team, I don't know what they were doing, but, you know. But then, see, like, see, like, the German league now. When I look at that league, it's a league that's got a lot of uh, potential. It's got a lot of, you know... Um, Opportunity for growth because minus the fact that Bayern have won the league for the last what like nine years or eight years or however long, long it's been, there's obviously you know you got other teams that are coming up now and you got so many good like young players. Obviously you got Kai Havertz and Sancho and Gio Reyna. You've got a lot of these good young young players coming up and these players are playing minutes. So yeah, I think the uh, if you, if you I think the future is bright. But I still see Bayern just dominating for years to years to come. But um, yeah, that's that's the that's the football side of things. And then um, you know, as you guys you'll probably know, I am a big well, all, all boxing fan as well. So re, uh, re, recently there was announced the whole um, Anthony George Joshua and Tyson Fury fight. Um, now as it stands it's not been fully fully like the deal hasn't been done yet but we know it's in it's it's in the works um who do i think will win (sighs) this is a tough one because on the both sides when i look at both of them you know they both bring a lot to the table you know like fury with his story the whole like mental health thing the two wins, I would say, wins over Wilder, even though according to the records, he's only won one. Um, Fury is six foot nine. He's slick. He he can move. Um, he's got that big game know how. He's beaten big big names. So and he's able to fight fight on the front foot, whereas um AJ is very much you know. He's not good at one thing. He's good at a lot of things. He's got power. He can move. We've seen with the Ruiz 2 fight that he can change up his style. He can uh, adapt to the opponent. My only thing with, jo- with Joshua is that, can you adapt to your opponent during the fight? Because think about it. With the Ruiz thing, with the Ruiz fight, he had a whole 12 weeks of tra- training camp to study, to come up with a, ga- a game plan. When, when you're there, 12 rounds, you need to come up you need to be able to adapt there and then. so I think yeah, it'll be the biggest uh, boxing match. it'll be the biggest ball boxing match in probably british like um you know history. um Wembley would I like, like to see it there? yes, but you know my money talks, so most probably it will be done in like Saudi um, Arabia or something. From what I've read, they're saying it's going to be a 2 fight deal which for me is is a great, great thing, because whoever wins the first one, you're in the second one, whoever wins between between the two of them will obviously become the um, undisputed, be the biggest um, draw, probably in bo- or boxing, because minus um, Canelo, Alvarez, um, Anthony George Oshara, and then Fury, them, those three are like the biggest names in bo- or boxing. I mean, even though you go to like Ulema Chanchenko, Javante Davis, and all these other guys, but but when you talk about really the big names, you you look at those those three. So I don't know. For me, my I have to sit on on the fence for this one because I still don't know who could win out the two of them because you know you may have to give the edge to to like Fury because just just because in the wilder fight but then again um i'm joshua isn't wilder wilder's a different you know I mean, joshua is a different like a kettle of fish so that's that um just everyday life stuff is it me or is it applying for jobs is the most longest thing ever like do you know what it is like with all this going on in the world with covid and everything else right I think that when you sit here and you apply for job after job and you get like rejected, or in most cases you don't even hear hear back like, from them, and then it, it just may makes you feel like worthless. It makes you feel like useless. It just makes makes you feel like is there more to life than 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 this? Then you kind of get sucked into that whole way of think, thinking of. Do you know what? Yeah you know are things ever gonna get better and that's kind of what I was go- I'm go- going through now with you know i have applying for a lot of these roles getting a lot of um, rejections but you know yeah I do have you know um, an interview coming up and everything but it's just kind of like did you know when you sit there and then you think to yourself like are things ever gonna get better are things you know where is my next break gonna come from you know where where is the light at the end of the tunnel as they say but during this time I've sat I've thought a lot about just life you know things I've done wrong things I've done good really done that you know what they say that self um um evaluation of yourself when you want to just see how things are going See how like life is going, um, you know, reading my bio reading my bio, bible more, just spending more time on my own. And then that's what's really just help helped me just to get through this, the try and period. So for everyone who is out there who's in the same position as me, um um, you know, um I un, um unemployed, looking for work, applying and getting rejections or not hearing anything at all and just 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 remember that you know things won't be always like like this things will get better, and i know it's hard to see it now and stuff but we have to have faith really we have to have faith because let's face it what else can can you do i mean just keep having faith and keep trying but also use this time to to do things that maybe you've always wanted to do like whether it be reading or writing or picking up a, a new skill going on walks new hobbies new anything so that, that's just what it is really for me really so yeah me i'm just gonna keep doing what I, I, I can do but i found myself that i'm now relying more and more on god now so i read my bible like every morning i've got the um the little um plans that that bible, bible have and i focus on the, the different parts of it i find that that's really helped me as well and um yeah really that's just it but the whole corona thing for me it's a bit of a, a crazy thing because when i sit there and look at it right it's like it's like the whole world has just turned I'm upside down like i'm overnight it's, it's been a thing of like, you know, one minute, it, thing, things are all right, and then bang, now corona, uh, businesses have laid people off, everyone's losing their jobs, people have been on fur furlough, the ec- economy has taken a massive hit. Um, people don't know where their next meal's going to come from, don't know what's, ha- what's like going on. And then when you look to the uh, government for help, and then you're like, they don't seem to know what's going on either. And then for me, it's just like, you know, it does weigh on your men- men- mental health. It does, you know, make you sit and think to yourself, you know, like, or, what's, what's this? But but the early signs are starting to, you know, things are starting to come around. Um, businesses are starting to actually open up now. Um, things are starting to come up. So with these things, when I look look at it is... One just needs to have patience. You just need to wait. Things will get better. And then that, that's that. Big shout out to my Marcus Rashford for the whole raising 20 million for the um, school meals, for the school meals for the kids over the summer um, holidays. Um, when I look at that, right, I look at the fact that this is a football player who has done more than most of these like, politicians have, have done, which just shows to me that you can do anything that you set your mind to and I think this obviously for me goes way way beyond the free school meals and stuff for the kids this is whole thing of like you know in a a, a society you're always gonna have those that are well off and those who are not now you know you need to be able to help those that are that are not able not able to help themselves. Now, every parent who's out here wants to, you know, provide for their kids. Wants to make, make sure that their kids are do, their kids can eat, They've got a roof over their head, food on the table. However, it's also a thing of like, you know, people can do what they can do. do as much as they they can do but then there comes a time when the government needs to also help out them as well that's what i just truly believe now we can sit here and say yeah well you shouldn't have kids if you can't take care of them which yeah i can see people's point of view when they say things things like that but how however you never know how things in life will turn turn out You never know where things can just go left, like with with this whole COVID thing. So definitely shout out to my Marcus Rashford for that. Shout out to all what he's he's doing. Shout out to all the other players as well, because like football players, they do a lot for charity, which a lot of it is not reported in the mainstream media. So you know that that's why when people sit there and say, oh. You know, or these like for these football players shouldn't be shouldn't be be paid like that much, or you know they they earn too much money, and it's like like whoever says that you just don't see the bigger p- picture. Like foot like footballers are amongst the most taxed people in this country. They pay a lot in tax already, and on top of that, they help out in other areas. They have their own, like charities. They they do like a lot that goes um that is not seen. So then, and football is a sport. We we watch sport because it actually um it actually um 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 entertains us. So you know you know and you pay to- top top so that you could you can, you can feel good and you can have a good a good time. So for me, they did deserve every penny that they get because it's not just uh, kicking a ball around it's it's everything behind that it's the training it's being in the peak physical like um and condition both met me- both like me- mentally and physically it's the being away from your family it's it's basically so many things on there that you know and like football is a really like cutthroat business. So again, when when people say that, like they don't really um understand anything. They don't really see like the bigger p- picture. But but yeah, shout out to all the players. Um now, next thing, there's this whole Black Lives Matter thing, and with the whole like racism that we've seen go going on. Um for me and this is my honest opinion about it although it's good that we see like the marching and everything else for me is what's the plan like is there a plan behind this like what's the overall goal here because if the goal is just to march about racism and, and that's it then for me there's no no point but if there is too much and then you then then you're saying okay now we need an economic ag- agenda we need more let's say black business we need we need more awareness on things or if there's an actual plan behind all this then i'm all for it as a black man by myself i've i've seen like racism and everything else so but you know with this it takes time. And there needs to be a, 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 a plan in place. But it also gets to a stage where, you know, for me now, growing up, you're always taught, I've always been told, you need to work three times as hard as as the white guy just to get recognised and things like that. Which, you know, yes, we all want to be in an, in an equal a society and a, an equal world. But, you know sometimes you gotta play you've gotta play with with the cards that you were dealt you know and i think as a people first we need to be actually organized. we need to have a plan we need to be able to say do you know what this this is an agenda this is what we're trying to to do and then go out and try and do do that because at, a, at, a, at the end of the day this is just going to be a vicious cycle that's just going to keep going on, going on and going on. And for me, it will get to a stage where people will say enough is enough. Like, I'm even tired of seeing it. But, you know, what is actually being done? And I think as a as a, a people, we need to first love ourselves. Love ourselves, respect ourselves, support one another, whether that be in business, life, you know, just all areas of of life. And then we have to start small, build building blocks, and really just go, just um, go from there. So that's just generally just just my view on things and just where I see it and and everything and and yeah, that's just that really, but. As for now, how do I see? It's a Friday, so, you know, just going to um, enjoy it. There's some uh, football games on now and and everything. So, yeah. But anyway, that's been my podcast. hope you li- liked it. I thought it was the most nerve-wracking thing ever. But anyway, thanks. It's Man Like Mike's. I'm signing out.